And I believe that to create a fruitful ecosystem or to create to to create a really meaningful community, you need to provide value. Yeah. Not only to to the members, but also to people that are kind of like trying to see how they can partner with the community. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford, Upwest, and Hippo Insurance. Welcome, everyone, to episode 105, and we have more Amy in the studio, Strategics Partnerships and Growth Manager at APX, a joint venture between Axel Springer and Porsche, and the leading pre-seed VC and accelerator program for very early-age startups in Europe. In her role, she manages strategic relationships for APX and its portfolio companies with the ecosystem. Moore led the APX team partnering with Facebook on its first truly digital startup program focused on business growth and innovative application of key Facebook technologies, including AI, AR, and Messenger. Moore Amy, thank you for joining me on my show. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for inviting me. So it, actually, you're, I think, my first guest that's talking from Europe uh, right now, right? Uh, yes, at the moment I'm based in Berlin. Based in Berlin. Okay, well, that's quite a, quite an interesting experience to be there during COVID, even though I believe that Berlin actually managed pretty well right from the get-go, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Actually, here it feels like we're all, almost back to the old normal. Really? Okay, that's, yeah. well, that's very different from my usual base, which is either in California or Tel Aviv, uh, both of these places right now. But, you know, this will, uh, th- it'll take a few weeks until we, we publish this. So let's hope and that, that everyone will be great. More, you're based in Berlin. You're working for APX, uh, Strategy and Partnerships, one of the leading uh, early stage venture capitals and accelerators. And, and you're running relationships and, and strategy. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you're doing at APX, how you even got to Berlin. And then I'd love to go a little higher, you know, 30,000 feet in the air and talk about the, the European ecosystem for startups. So actually, you ask one question, but with like 10 different questions. 100%. That's, so, I love doing that. <laughs> I will try, as a good Israeli, I will try to answer on your question and provide the the answers that actually I want to give and the information that I want to give. Uh, so let's see how it works. If I forgot anything, just let me know. Sounds great. So what is APX in general? APX is a joint venture of Axel Springer, which is the biggest European media publisher, actually. And not many people know, and to our Israeli audience, they actually bought Yaj Time. Oh, wow. Um, yes. <laughs> so, of course, there is an Israeli connection. Actually, it's a very well-known uh, German company. It's always support uh, Israel. Uh, since long, long time ago, and together with Porsche, which is the German automotive uh, OEM uh, luxury sports car. Um, and actually, I started there uh, while, I, while I was managing their partnership with Facebook, uh, which is, an I would say, quite an interesting... Um, well, what was that partnership? What, 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 how is Facebook connecting to you know, the startup ecosystem over there? So actually, Facebook has this kind of like, it's called the Facebook Accelerator. It exists all over Europe and also in Israel, in Berlin or in Germany or in EMEA. Or I, don't wanna, I don't know how we want to call it. They, uh, we were their local partners. So actually, the aim was to see how we can help Facebook integrate their, their uh, technologies into uh, startups. 
So we're not talking here about ads or managing campaign ads, but actually more of like a, a bit more well-advanced technologies like AR, VR, uh, Messenger, um, and AI. Um, so we had quite an interesting journey. It was very journey. It was like 12 weeks um, working with the sea levels of, I would say, early stage startups, but not that early. Okay. Um, so that was I was that was I, what I was doing for the last six months, and then recently um, I uh, joined. I kind of like stayed and shifted my position a little bit towards a strategic partnership and growth. Okay. And just to make it kind of like keep it simple. So basically, my job is to understand how I position APX not only. Europe-wise, as the leading early-stage investor, but also in Israel and other ecosystems, and in parallel to that, to create business uh, business opportunities for our portfolio that is currently with over fifty companies from wow. actually all over the world. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so what what does that mean? Yeah. You know, how do you go about and and taking a, a VC or or an accelerator? That and taking it from Europe and trying to get it based in Israel and try to get you know get in on the good deals and become you know a well-known brand so that Israeli startups instead of going to some of the other well-known VCs uh, they they would consider going to APX for their seed or Series A. If you have the answers, please let, please let me know because that's <laughs> actually what I'm trying to do. Um, but in a nutshell, maybe it's kind of like also connected to who I am and where I'm coming from. So I'm originally Israeli, was born and raised in Israel, um, was working quite a lot in the Israeli ecosystem. Um, you were working I with started, mobility, right? You had some. Yeah, I, I started my career with EcoMotion, which is the biggest mo- smart mobility community uh, in Israel. And later on, I um, worked for uh, Hubram, which is the seed investment vehicle of Deutsche Telekom. So I guess I always had a German kind of like bug inside of me. Um, and then uh, after, yeah, after those positions, I decided, okay, it's about time to kind of like see what else out there outside of the Israeli ecosystem bubble, which is very comfortable, but I felt it was too comfortable for me. Um, and I believe in actually creating value. I mean, I'm in my kind of like core, I'm a community manager, that's how I started. And I believe that to create a fruitful ecosystem or to create to, to create a really meaningful community, you need to provide value. Yeah. Not only to, to the members, but also to people that are kind of like trying to see how they can partner with the community. And that's exactly how I see this position as well. I feel like, okay, it's the APX, it's kind of like a joint venture of two well-known names in the, I would say not only in the German ecosystem, but in the worldwide ecosystem, if I can call it that way. But what makes us different than other VCs or other programs that are out there? And it's actually the value that we can provide to the companies. And I think that although we have this kind of like, you know, Corona crisis, and it might be more challenging to raise money, but good companies will approach VCs that not only can give them the money, but can also give them the connection and the kind of like, I would say, the unique selling point. Uh, It can be connections. It can be, um, I don't know, good advice or feedback or support, uh, helping them to get new customers. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to do in the position. Because we do provide money, but what right. else do we provide? Amazing. Uh, so you know, I, I'm fairly, I'm fairly, um, you know, um, 
comfortable within the, you know, the, the Silicon Valley ecosystem, the Tel Aviv ecosystem in terms of, you know, how startups operate and the different stages that they go through. I'm very excited to go on that journey myself pretty soon and in, in both fields. But I, I, I know nothing about the European ecosystem. And obviously, some say that Israel is part of Europe, but, but, um, but you know, the real European ecosystem and, you know, Germany and, and Berlin and, and the places that you get to work at, how, how do startups operate there? Is it different than in Palo Alto or Tel Aviv? Is there a different mindset? Are the investment stages the same? Talk to me a little bit about that. So first of all, when you say Europe, I mean, it's it's pretty challenging to say Europe and then kind of like try to generalize it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Even in Germany, the Berlin ecosystem doesn't look like the ecosystem in Munich or in Frankfurt. Interesting. So maybe if we will, that's why when I kind of like talk to startups and they're like, yeah, we see Europe as kind of like our Next, next destination, I'm like, okay, what is Europe? Is it yeah. UK? Is it France? Is it the Netherlands? Is it, mostly culture, is it mostly cultural norms or professional norms that are different? I think it's all together. But one thing I can say that I think that if you manage to conquer Germany, in a way, you as a startup have a good reputation because Germany is well known to being a bit of a tough market here. And I think not only for foreign startups, but also for German startups themselves. Hmm. Uh, I will now kind of like maybe very much generalize it just for the sake of the conversation, but it goes a bit deeper than that. But Germans, if I would say, put it like that, are, compared to Israelis, are less tend to take risks. Right. And if a small company from Israel come and say, knock on the door and say, hey, hello, we have this great technology. We've been to a 200 I'm sure you heard about this. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to revolutionize the way that, I don't know, you're um, protecting your data. Yeah. Let me kind of like show you how we do it. So don't be surprised that they say, if they're very polite and say, thank you, but we don't need you at the moment. Yeah. Or they don't even bother to answer the email. Interesting. So I think what's really important in Germany is actually to make sure that when you come here, you know exactly what is it that you want to get. You are pretty stable finance-wise, um, but also have the capacity to actually deliver what it is that you promise. And I know that in the Israeli ecosystem, we always say, of course we can do it. In 14 days, you will have it. But when it comes yours, you can't say 14 days and then deliver it in like right. six months. Yeah, It doesn't work like that. And you need to come when you have... Kabbalot, when you have invoices, when you are like, okay, that's what I was doing so far. Now, here, that's how I see how I can optimize that or help you to achieve that. Don't try to find a kind of like, you know, how you're going to change the entire structure because Germans also like, don't like changes. For years, their economy is working, the industry is kind of like moving. You can come there and promise them something that you both know you won't be able to deliver. So try to be a bit modest, I would say, and also come prepared that it's going to take be a long process. Um, but the minute you manage to create this kind of like confidence, so they will see you as a long-term client or customer, right. and actually you're going to walk this road together for a long time. So you and know, in, in, also different than US. Right. So in, you know, in both in the US and in Israel, it's also very accepted that you know big corporates 
are partners with startups and they're very supportive of startups. Not only do they have often venture arms to invest in startups, but they often bring them in and 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 do these do these you know initial contracts pretty leniently. Uh, similarly, exe- C-level executives on a lot of these companies are angel investors themselves, or they sit on the boards of startups themselves. Is that existent in the German eco- ecosystem? Do German corporates have an arm where they, they help startups? Do the executives invest and sit on the boards, or is that different as well? Um. So actually, it's a very interesting question. And I think that in Israel, it's a very small ecosystem and it has its own its own rules. Yeah. But it's also a bit far away from the headquarters. And eventually, when you kind of like approach this corporate, you start with kind of like playing in the Israeli ecosystem, but it does not promise that you will take a core part in what the mission or strategy of the headquarters. And that's what I was doing in, in Hubraum, in Deutsche Telekom. I was basically their woman on the ground and helped to source startups that might be potentially strategically relevant for Hubraum. And I can tell you, it's super challenging. Eventually, you need to understand what's the strategy that the corporate need, not even now, maybe in two or three years, and then to understand who within this corporate will be able to kind of like lead you in this I would say, very sometimes complicated roads within the corporate. Um, and actually, that's something that I was trying to solve here because I realized that we, the Israeli ecosystem, I think it's amazing the way it helps and provides support and knowledge sharing to the, all the members, all the different members of the ecosystem. And here in Berlin, I felt it was a bit missing. It's also important to say that it's not like you cannot really compare the Israeli ecosystem in Berlin to the one in Silicon Valley or in London, in other places, because it wasn't that developed. Only in the like few last years, you can see more and more Israelis that actually comes here to work in startups yeah. and to work with big companies and big corporate. Um, and together with a, a friend and a partner, we created here a community for Israelis in tech and business. And the aim was actually to kind of like create this small Israeli ecosystem where you create connection, helps to network and provide tip, advice, uh, or even just kind of like support to anyone in need. So we have more than 200 members coming from the different corporates in Germany, startups, government, uh, Israeli companies that are based here. Um, Because indeed, it's very, very tough sometimes to kind of like step into this market and say, hey, okay, what's next? And sometimes Uh, you just need to hear a little Hebrew and to have a little fun, have a beer with friends. But more, uh, you know, why are you doing this? Because, you know, it sounds very complicated. It sounds tough. It sounds like, you know, this is a developing area that, you know, it's there's a lot of, you know, you really have to understand the different players. And it's not necessarily as open yet as in a lot of other areas. Why why are you over there instead of, you know, being in Silicon Valley or in or in Tel Aviv? It's an interesting question, and I sometimes ask myself the same question. Hey, what happened? Like, you can stay in Tel Aviv and, you know, do your thing and everything will be fine, and you won't have to struggle with Germans and with the language and with the culture. But I think that those kind of, like, outside of comfort zone spaces is where you can grow the Mm. most. I mean, the level of connections and experience that I gained here in less than three years is tremendous. I don't think I could ever be able to create something like that not only in Israel but in other places that are a bit maybe a bit more mature than the uh, ecosystem here and I think that that also gives me an opportunity to grow within the ecosystem 
um, and actually to position myself in a place that I kind of like can create new things and initiate different projects that actually like no one saw before. And I can say that many of the things that I was doing, it's something, it's like those things that I got from the Israeli ecosystem and the way we work. Um, and it's super fun. I feel it's like, okay, it's a new playground. Yeah. And I bring my skills, but I also had the experience and the opportunity to learn and get to know other culture, which in the world of today, I think it's something you can't learn like, you know, through computer or with making video calls, you actually have to be here and understand how this ecosystem operates and also how different people create different kinds of businesses and relations. Um, and sometimes when I'm, I'm, I'm visiting Israel, I, I need to kind of like, you know, do this kind of like shift in mind. I'm like, okay, here you don't queue. You need to like go from that side if you, or to, you know, to be a bit more louder if you want to get what is it that you want. So it's a different mindset and it's like, for me, it's, amazing to be kind of like get this exposure to what I'm having here and also to be this kind of like channel when Israeli companies or people that kind of like also want to experience I can be that person that kind of like say hey you can do that and that because it's something that I myself did it that's so so cool so did COVID hit uh, you know the German ecosystem the same way that it hit the other world in terms of you know everybody going to remote working and startups having trouble raising money? Was it a similar, uh, similar thing in your area? Um, I would say yes and no. I think that here we need to divide it um, also to different kind of like aspects. I think that the German government was well prepared um, to what is about to come. Um, many startups and this kind of like, or many, not only startups, many companies in general in the German industry have what is called Kurzarbeit, um, which is the company still exists and the government pays 60 to 70% of their employee salary. Wow. So actually companies didn't fire anyone. Oh, wow. They are still working. Yes. Huh. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So the economy is still moving. Um, and I think that create kind of like a bit less stressful situation. I can tell you that at APX, we actually invested in more than five companies during, since I would say Corona started, hit us all in at the beginning of March. So we continue to invest money in startups. Um, we also see that, I mean, it's not that, you know, Corona hit and then suddenly you kind of like stop everything. Some of the process started before that. So in for many of those giant companies and big, big companies, it's not like a matter of, okay, over a month or two, I'm going to change my entire strategy. Something that the budget and the plan was deployed long time ago. So you kind of like keep moving. Some of the companies actually said, okay, we're not going to hire new people at the moment, but the ecosystem is still moving. That's so um, cool. Like everyone else, we adapted ourselves to kind of like be in an online world. But I have to admit that last week I was actually in a physical event. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's so a little that's a, a little scary in my mind <laughs> one yeah, I, yeah yeah I have like you know one of the things that I was contemplating with friends was that we're watching you know Netflix now and all of a sudden you see on in the movie you know two people hugging or shaking hands and I'm like oh my god look no you can't there's a pandemic what are you doing uh, so it's it's I think it's it's a really interesting uh, thing that's happening now uh, but but more do you see yourself all you know long term in this relationship between Germany and and Israel or is this something that you're like wow like I had this amazing five years now I'm ready to go uh, I know I'm ready to go back to to Tel Aviv or to my next 
to my next country for an adventure? So maybe I, I should ask you that question. If someone would ask you like six months ago, would you ever imagine that we will have no flights, we won't be able to leave our home and restaurants or bar are going to be closed? Would you imagine that? So I guess not. And I guess that's life. For me, it feels like, you know, I can plan and decide how is it that I see my future or what I'm going to do in five years. But reality proves us that we can't plan that long. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm having fun and I feel that I'm being challenged and learn new things. And actually, I can grow, I can grow here. Yeah. I guess that at some point, I know myself, I need to kind of like change. And whenever I feel too comfortable... I know that it's about time to leave. So when I feel like that, maybe I will make the change. But let's see, I guess. Wonderful. More before we leave, I want to ask, you know, you, you get to see all these startups and you get to see these different ecosystems. Do you notice any things that are, that are perhaps, you know, lagging in terms of the ecosystem that you're in, some technologies that, you know, we already consider mainstream and, you know, in different parts of the world that are potential opportunities for young entrepreneurs who are considering, you know, their next steps and maybe there's a good opportunity in Europe or specifically in Germany? So I think in general, the startups, the startup material here is a bit different than what you see. Maybe I'll say Tel Aviv because I'm not very familiar with what's going on in Silicon Valley. Here, and I would be precise and say Berlin because I don't want to yep. kind of like talk about the rest of Germany because as I mentioned, it's a bit different. Startups here are less technology innovative, but more of like business model or product innovative. Yep. You can see a lot of consumer products, a lot of B2C. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually quite interesting. Um, in Israel, you can see a lot of deep tech, so kind of like companies that it will take them five to seven years until we will, or very, very long life cycles of sales until you can actually see something. And here it's a bit different. I mean, you can see that the big unicorns, the German unicorns are marketplaces for cars, Otto Eins, Salando, which is kind of like the German Asos. Um, get your guide, which is marketplace for traveling or yeah. tourism. And it's not by accident. I mean, you need, that's what I'm saying that I don't think it's kind of like a different world, but the way technology perceived here is a bit different than what we see in Israel. In Israel, we are very much used to say, okay, we're going to change the, the way that, I don't know, we drive our car and everything is super, super oriented technology oriented, yeah. where here it's a bit different, but you can also see the success very fast of those products or the failures. Um, Fascinating. So I would say that I think it's a great place um, to come here after you have some, I would say, product validation and technology validation, but it's not a very good place for experimentation. So I would recommend unless you are very like mobility and then like you know all the OEM and tier ones are this is the perfect place for you and also depends which kind of like what is it in mobility that you are doing come here when you already kind of like have some funding product market fit a bit more kind of like stability in the company and my maybe my my tip will actually be that to have someone that is physical here although we all live in Zoom of course. I think that the Germans uh, it's very, very important to have someone on the ground that you can talk contact with. And if he's German and local, it's sometimes even better. Um, because although we kind of like say, yeah, you know, we are Swiss knives, Israelis, we can do everything everywhere. Yeah. 
there is kind of like it's it's crucial to have someone here and if that someone speaks German and not only the language but the culture of course I guess your life that's uh, that that really sounds interesting more thank you so much for your time again and for your generosity before we leave I need three words that you would use to describe yourself so that's going to be a tricky one I'll do my best so I would say Israeli okay redhead and white wine Israeli redhead and white wine I love it more todabah thank you very much and best of luck with everything thank <laughs> you bye bye thank you you